Hey Zwifters, I'm Simon Schofield and this is the Zwiftcast coming up on this episode. Do we have a sandbagger solution? HQ are about to roll out power throttling amongst other measures to hit suspected sandbaggers. The Cav fan picked out by Cav on the Cav ride. I was just absolutely beyond myself with excitement. And Peak Zwift, almost 35,000 riders on the platform at one go and close to 7,000 in one event. HQ act to minimise glitching. Well, at one point this weekend, my friends, I had Zwift Companion on one screen watching users tick up towards 35k, a streamed race with pro riders on Zwift on another, a tsunami of Zwift chat on a third screen, and I was trying to edit a piece for this week's episode on a fourth screen. Man, it's Zwifty busy. G'day, Shane Miller. You got enough screens to keep up, fella? I have just. There is a lot going on, for sure. And a man of many screens, though, yo dude Nathan Guerra. Uh, did you have that be cool slash GCN stuttering mess on one of your screens? <laughs> yeah, I definitely did. Yeah, well, I had a sarcastic streaming's hard with a thinking face in one of my replies somewhere. But yeah, I guess it's interesting. I, you know, I did like some things about what I saw, but most of it, as far as broadcast goes, was interesting. I'll just say that. Okay, well, we will mop up some, if not all, of the craziness in due course. I wonder if we're actually heading for... Could we actually hit 50,000 concurrent users? Mm, maybe, maybe. But first, this. Sandbagging or racing in a category below your abilities has been a persistent problem in Zwift, causing reactions from Zwifters ranging from mild irritation to fuming apoplexy. It's fair to assume, although we can never know for sure, that some sandbag by accident, thanks to dodgy setups, but some set out to sandbag. Swift CEO Eric Min promised it would be addressed during the Mint interview earlier this year. I think a, a, a reasonable short-term solution is don't prevent people from starting, but as soon as they hit that trigger, whatever that trigger might be, we ghost them. Whatever. Now we have detail. Jordan Rapp, a senior member of the game team. Just how important are you? I'm not very important, especially when I break things. Uh, then I'm definitely not important. Hopefully I can be more important when I fix things. Jordan has been working on fixing things. But what exactly is fixed? Well, let's get Jordan's definition first of the classic Zwift sandbagger. And let's assume the racer is doing it deliberately. Someone who is pretty obviously, you know, probably a, a B that's dropping down to race with the C's or D's, and you can just tell, right? Like, they're just riding off the front. They're not actually in the race. You know, they're just kind of breaking away, and it's sustained power. Um, and I think that's where, the in the short term, you know, we're looking at basically a fix. Note Jordan's use of the short-term fix. There is a longer-term fix coming too, but for now, we're discussing what's most likely most soon. Swift is going to look at the data of racers, and they're going to look especially at two key performance statistics. One-minute power, and um, I think we'll probably be pretty generous there because I don't, you know, one minute power is starting to really blur the lines of someone who's like, I'm just a good sprinter. It's like, okay, but five minute power is a really good proxy for FTP, right? Like, it's pretty clear from five minute power, the difference between a B and a D or an A and a C, right? And I think that's really uh, what we're trying to, to prevent. Let's just do something because this is frustrating to a lot of people and it makes racing less fun 
Uh, and even if it's not perfect and it doesn't address everything, uh, something is for sure better than nothing. Yeah, absolutely. And are you are you kind of settling around five minute power as as the as the judgment call we're going to we're going to make? To me, that's the one that based on like sort of, you know, the data that I have seen coming in and kind of my own intuition and experience around physiology, like five minute power to me is the one that you just really start to kind of coalesce. I think that's probably the better representation of how Zwift races typically play out. We will look at what we know about what you have done within Zwift, uh, and we will then, you know, if we sort of detect that you are above the limit historically, um, you know, for your uh, certain values, we'll say like, hey. We'll get on to what comes after hey in a moment. But first, are you going to make known to the community the exact criteria you're going to use to start to warn people? Because obviously, if you do that, then there's scope for people to stop playing with those those criteria by adjusting their performances. Are you going to say how the calculations are made? No, it'll be, I'll keep that under the hood because I think I want to, it'll, it will change potentially so quickly that by the time, you know, and it's, you know, I would hate for there to be bad information uh, from the standpoint of, well, that was true a week ago. Um, You know, and I also don't want to get into the standpoint of, you know, where people are basically, you know, 0.0001 under the limit, where it's like, that's not really what it was meant for. In the initial stages, the secret source of a blend between one minute and five minute power will be switched on for certain races only. We'll, we'll do it in a pretty controlled way. It's not going to be just like, it, it's not flipping a switch, right? So there will be certain races where this will be turned on. We'll sort of get feedback, you know, we'll adjust the values. And then I think once we get to a place where the, the racing community is like, okay, like this feels right, uh, then, then we'll push that out across the broader community. So those are the criteria. What then are the sanctions? Jordan calls it a ding. So Jordan, what will this first ding look like? You'll get a, a similar notification to the Mr. Calling um, that will say that we think that you're probably a bit too strong for the category you're in. Uh, you'll get uh, the little triangle, uh, only it will be a green triangle, a little bit softer color. Uh, and we'll basically say, we think that you're probably belong in a category up. And so inside of the triangle is an arrow pointing up uh, to indicate that maybe uh, you should be in the C's instead of the D's or in the B's instead of the C's. Um, um, we will throttle uh, your power output uh, a little bit to slow you down. Um, you, it's not, I mean, we're not going to bring you to a standstill. Um, you know, we're not going to kick you out of the race, anything like that. It's really, you know, to the idea is that we'll sort of bring you back into line uh, with what you sort of should have been, right? So if you want to race in the Ds, you know, that's fine. We'll just make you a D racer. It's not as severe as the, you know, as what we call the quote unquote cone of shame. Um, it also doesn't sort of affect your ability to participate. You know, you'll still be able to finish the race. You'll still be, you'll still show up in the results. So a message, a green cone, and your power gets throttled. And a further important tool, if racers have been subject to these measures, the next time they try to enter a race in the same cat, they'll get a message asking them if they're sure they're in the correct category. But riders don't get booted and they do stay in the results. It is a light touch approach. You know, we'll see. Like, I'm hopeful that we'll be able to thread that needle. I think, you know, no, you never can make everyone happy, but I think, you know, I am, 
I, I am also read, uh, cognizant of the fact that, you know, mistakes happen and it's not to say that every person who ends up in quote unquote, the wrong category, uh, did so in a kind of uh, malicious way, right? And so I, I don't want to whack these people, you know, with a huge hammer uh, for something that might have been truly accidental. So what happened, Jordan, to uh, to the Eric Min uh, we're going to ghost you idea? Has that gone away? So I was able to talk Eric out of that uh, from, the, from the standpoint of, you know what, like people make mistakes. Um, I would rather that we throttle people back and let them participate. And I, what I sort of said to Eric is, I think if you are basically racing down category to win, it would be more sort of depressing to have a whole bunch of people go by you because we've throttled your power than it would be to be ghosted and to not realize. You know, that we, so I was able to convince him that sort of slowing people down was a was a better deterrent than than ghosting. Uh, and to me, it it feels like you know, uh, you still get to finish the race. You still get your workout in, you know, um, it, it just felt more fitting, uh, for what we're trying to solve for. And, and I was able to get sort of Eric to, 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 to agree with that. The throttling of power will definitely be a disincentive to sandbagging, perhaps the most potent of the tools. And Jordan also explained to me that this is an iterative process and that Zwift will tighten gradually. They'll get less forgiving around the one minute and five minute power criteria. Will it work? We'll see. Well, Nathan, four things there. Uh, as I just said, the most powerful, I think, will be throttling people's power because ain't nobody going to like that. Um, do you think this is going to work? So, okay, well, well, what I heard up front was throttling power based on what they know about you. But then I heard just now that if you enter a D category at 2.5 watts per kilogram, the expectation is you can't do more than that on average for a certain amount of time. And somebody starts doing that over that certain amount of time, or maybe it's a different average for five minutes. So if you go over the limit, they're going to knock your power down and make you go slower. I'm more okay with that. You know, leaning in on the watts per kilogram for categories still, I think it's, I think it's a patchwork solution to where we need a ranking system but we're for some reason not willing to do that or unable to maybe, I mean, building a ranking system maybe takes a lot of manpower. Um, but you know, I, I do think it, I think it's a patch and toward what would be a better solution was to, if we're going to do real racing, we should do ranking based on the way that racing's always been. Maybe I didn't make this clear in the piece, but this is the short-term solution that is going in before the ranking-based or the league-based or the long-term performance solution. I mean, that, you know, Eric said that during the during the interview. And uh, again, I didn't dwell too long on, on the long-term solution in the interview with Jordan because the short-term solution is the thing we're interested in right now. But they are definitely, definitely heading towards a ranking, league-based, long-term performance assessment solution. And this is something that's going in relatively quickly because thing is Shane you know I mean this has, has, has been a background hum ever since you know forever but it, it it's 
peaking now into a kind of mass of complaints. I mean, the number I post uh, posts I've seen from particularly the noobs who are coming in, who enter a race and see someone winning a D race at six watts per, per, per kilo and think, well, uh, what's this all about then? I mean, I've just seen post after post after post after post about that. So something has to be done. Yeah, look, I think there's a timeline of a new Zwift that we should chart out somewhere. Whereas you get online, you're excited about Zwift, you then submit a ton of features to Zwift, you know, you have all these ideas, and then you start racing, and then you start talking about sandbagging, and then there's a progression of a Zwifter's life, uh, life cycle. Um, thankfully, we're still on that life cycle and we're still loving it, um, but a lot of people are going through that, um, I guess, learning process of, yeah, things aren't quite fair as the way they are. So, look, I, I welcome any update or change to that in any way, shape or form, but I do feel for the people behind Zwift Power who do enforce some of those categories and force people up and down and flag people, interesting times. Yeah, and we don't know how how it's going to work with Swift Power. I mean, again, I didn't get I didn't get into into that with with, with Jordan, but I, I mean, I, I I do know that relations between Swift Power and, and Swift HQ are are good. I think. I mean, they both kind of need each other, and Swift Power is a, is a very useful tool for the community. I don't see this as as usurping Swift Power's role too much. Do you, Nathan? No, I don't think so. And you know, up front. I didn't understand completely. So B, C, and D, it makes a lot of sense to me, to those categories. You get into the A category and you start throttling somebody, then it might you might run into some issues. The level is going to have to be pretty high at that point. And I still think there's going to be a lot more policing that's going to have to happen at the A category through community organizations. But it does sound like it would be something helpful. As long as the barriers are set up, in some, they're going to be pretty specific. But B, C, and D, pretty cool. And no, I think... I think it's going to take some weight off of Zwift Power, where Zwift Power can focus in on the elite category a little bit more and actually pulling people out where they need to. And then it's also going to, I think this, okay, so this feature, what it will do is push people into the categories they need to be in because the races are going to be ruined in the, when they're in the categories they're not supposed to be in. And then you'll get this, the B's and the C's, the B's and the A's will probably get a little bit larger as a category. And then you'll start picking up people in there through the community tools, legs with power, who are a little bit off. So I, I, I do I do see it as a plus. I, up front, I was a little bit confused. So it's a plus for B, C, and D. I don't know if it's an answer necessary for A's, and it might end up ruining some races in A's if it's too aggressive. Yeah, and I think it is squarely aimed at, at probably more C, D than B, actually, but squarely aimed at the lower cats. And, you know, I'm not even sure how it will work in, in the A's because – uh, you know, if you're in the A category, then then you've chosen to be in the A category. And if you get your ass kicked in the A category, well, who cares, actually? You know, nobody really, do they, to be honest? <laughs> I mean, you know, the stuff that's causing problems is 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 these strong men and women uh, uh, going into D and smashing up the field and ruining the race. We need this really well defined, but even then, when you define it, you can then start tinkering with it and breaking it as uh, you're pushing to the limits right up to the boundary and then stepping back just a little bit. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we've got to give it time and, and see. This was never going to, and this is part, perhaps partly explains the reason why this has been so long coming. It was never going to be easy, was it? It was never going to be easy to find a solution to this that that doesn't really annoy people, but does try to, to, to get rid of this, you know, awful problem that, that we're seeing increasingly and increasingly. I know an easy solution. 
<laughs> Sorry. I'm, okay, I would be quiet. I mean, come on. If you're categorized by the game, by your results, and then it, you just can't enter a category unless you qualify for that category, it's over. The discussion's just over at that point. Like, did you qualify to be an A? Did you qualify to be a B? Did you qualify to be a C? Like, I don't know. That just seems like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, well, there is a move. To, there's a move towards that, Nathan. Because if you, uh, you know, on a subsequent time, if you've been dinged, you get a message that says, "Are you sure you really want to be entering this category?" So they yeah. are moving towards that. I mean, you know, they have. Eric said this, Jordan said this, we don't want to stop people starting. You know, can you imagine the frustration as a new Zwifter maybe or a slightly inexperienced Zwifter, you think, I want to enter a race, and the game says, you can't enter. We're not letting you in. I mean, that would be mega hmm. frustrating. Mm-hmm. I, that happens to me if I try and enter a citizen category race, like in real life. I go and try mm. and like, hey, I'm going to sign up for this this race, and they go, you have a pro card, you can't race this. Like, I mean, that's just yeah. kind of how organizer, race yeah. organizers work. Are we running races or are these group rides still? Well, mm-hmm. no, it's not a bad point, but, you know, there are significant differences, aren't there, between between experienced in real life races and people logging onto a video game. Well, that's been really interesting. That's been a really interesting conversation. Um, I'm very, very interested to see how that goes. Let's leave that one there for the moment. I'm absolutely certain we'll come back to it, judging uh, judging by that little discussion. Right on. Okay, let's spend a little time now talking about the astonishing upsurge in the number of users and how that is impacting the platform and what Swift is doing about it. Uh, I am hearing that behind the scenes is a lot of work going on, on on improving the meetups functionality. We saw a couple of useful tweaks and work on more is being prioritized. I'm going to try and chase down exactly what that is uh, in time for next week's episode. And elsewhere, a double header announcement from Swift in the past few days there will now be two guest worlds available at any one time, and this feature has been rolled out very, very quickly. Just quick reactions to um, to that one, Shane. Um, no-brainer, as they say, wasn't it? Yeah, look, my initial video title of that was uh, Zwift as the third world, or Zwift for the third world. We couldn't use that, though. It could be misinterpreted. But, yes, they have added the second guest world to Zwift. Um, yeah, and I saw today logging in and recording a few things. The spread across it was quite quite great. Um, I think it was a not quite a, a, a sort of a 33% split across all of them. Um, I think the default world was the center one and that had more riders on it. Um, but people are just choosing other worlds and riding with a lot less people around them. But even then I jumped on Yorkshire today and that was still a massive Congo line. So yeah, good to see that rolled out. Nathan, th- th- there was just no reason not to, was there? No, it's a great idea and maybe even need more. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like it's still crowded um, a little bit. And uh, I, I wondered about going more traditional when it comes to the, the um, splint. I don't ever really want to see this though. Like you, there's a big loss here because you're not able to just go hang out with anybody because up front you could just have separate servers. And then, you know, if it gets too crowded, that's what most MMOs do. They just, you log in and, and then you get regioned, you know, or wherever you're closest to the server or you pick a server that you're always going to be on. Um, so 
but that would separate out the community and upfront eric was like we always want everybody to be together that was like a big mm. thing so um interesting i'm not you know i still see a big congo line in some places so we might need more i'm not sure and also encouragement to go to an upfront encouragement too like how do we you know, not just offer a world and not just offer like, well, go ride this route, but like upfront in the UI, when you log in, go do this thing on this special shiny and it's yeah. got stars on it somehow. And that's happening over there because that world's really crowded, you know, or something. Cause yeah. Well, I'd like to see some upfront encouragement to ride stuff in reverse, to be honest. I mean, I still think it's amazing how few people actually ride ride a lot of these routes in reverse it's uh it gets me that one i i don't understand it um but maybe that's again a little bit of a education process um okay well the other big announcement was that the uh ui uh which is completed um the new user interface initially for apple tv has completed but it will not launch uh, the reason given is that HQ needs to concentrate its efforts on keeping the platform stable, and now is not a good time to roll out a major update. Uh, my take on this, I think, is exactly the right call. We're going to, going to get into much more about this stability stuff later, but um, I'll tell you one thing. I'm sure I'm not the only one in the world saying this. If I lost the ability to Zwift and have Zwift reliable right now, I think I would go clinically insane. Um, quick reaction, Shane, to the new UI being put on ice. Yeah, look, a lot of people thumping the table over this one over on Reddit and a few other forums. Um, I think everyone's jumped the gun on this. All that I know about the new UI is that it's built to make the Apple TV remote easier to master. Yeah, That's it. So it's the UI. They're not saying anything about the UX, the user experience. They're not saying anything about the heads-up display. Um, I think a lot of people are assuming what the UI is going to be. We haven't been told what it's going to be. If it's not what people think it's going to be and they do roll it out everyone's going to be very disappointed i don't see any change to the in-game experience which is where we spend 99.99 percent of our time we need more information from zwift to get angry over this one that they're not rolling it out we need to know exactly what it is <laughs> because i think a lot of people yeah I, I can't get ui gate on this just yet maybe next week yeah yeah well the thing is expectations have built on mm. on kind of no information here mm. On, on what the UI would be. Everybody and again, knows what from, they don't like, but no one knows yeah. what they want. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And from my understanding, it, it is getting over the the, the, the the dreadful nature of the of the um, Apple remote on on Apple TV. And it was ever only ever going to be rolled out to Apple TV users anyway. But the thing is, Nathan, I'm not seeing a lot of angst or pain expressed about this decision, really. Are you? No. No, I, I don't think it was big on everybody's radar really. So I think that's why. And um, I think people are more right now about just getting the experience that, you know, and um, activity. I think people are just really happy also right now to have the activity. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, it's just really low on the radar of like high priorities. Nobody's. Yeah. It's just, I think that's also a timing thing, but um I don't think I like like Shane said really good points. We don't really know how it would impact us that much, and I think experience is a bigger bigger priority, anyways. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, you can't miss what you haven't got. Okay, let's move on and discuss um, something that did cause a little bit of angst, and that was the glitches that some users saw on the Oat Root event. 
Uh, I mean, that event was just insane. Something like seven or 8,000 riders. It was enormous. But anyway, let's just spend a little bit of time on this um, uh, because it's important, I think, to separate out some things. And I think we need to separate out two areas. So the first area, there were, and again, this was only for some users, there were what we might call, I don't know, let's call them rendering errors, uh, kind of stuttering, bikes without riders, and a source of other kind of glitchiness. That's one issue. There was then a second thing, which was the problem that some users, again, only some users, had in uploading fit files to Zwift and onward to Strava. That seemed to be an entirely separate problem. Right. Well, the standard response to rendering errors, that first issue or set of issues I described, I think is still mainly the right one. The problems are going to be at the user end. Uh, I mean, to put this simply, trying to run a sophisticated MMO game, which demands an awful lot from a graphics card, you know, if you're doing that on the laptop you've just brought home from the office that's not particularly high spec, that's probably not the best idea. Um throw in a bit of weak Wi-Fi, badly positioned ANT stick. And, you know, I still think, Shane, that accounts for the vast, vast, vast majority of issues that people see. However, um, that is hardly ever Zwift's fault, but Zwift always gets blamed. I mean, that's just the way it is, isn't it? Yeah, I was across quite a few of these because I did all of those events this weekend on a machine. I live streamed kilometer zero through to kilometer finish line for all those uh, stages, uh, those 7,000 plus bunches. It was massive. I encountered no issues whatsoever, but I was across what people were reporting. Now, I, I, I've come from IT support for many, many years back and I'm on the forums and I'm on the comments all day long uh, answering people and um, just getting the lay of the land of where people are at. And a lot of people were saying, look, I've changed nothing. Uh, I've left my system alone. It's worked perfectly for the last X amount of years. It's not my end because I haven't changed anything. Nothing's changed. But if, in fact, something has changed, and that's the number of riders on the system and being drawn on screen. So uh, a lot of the time, if your system overheats, now Zwift isn't the most efficient thing out there, let's be honest. Even on a lower end system, it will push it very, very hard. The system will heat up. When systems heat up, things go funny. They start dropping cyber systems or power drops to maybe the US USB bus, and then guess what's connected to that? Maybe your ant stick or maybe your Bluetooth just goes away for a little bit. Things go absolutely crazy, but graphics cards get very, very hot. One of my pieces of advice on the forums was stick a fan on yourself, stick a fan on your older computer. If you mm. want to get some decent performance out of that, it could be overheating. Quite often, this is the case. It's the end user. People don't want to be told that, though, because again, at their end, nothing has changed, but something really has. Nearly always is the end user. However, on this occasion, <clears throat> Um, and on that particular event, and, and there were a mass of riders, 7,000, I think, we did see some very, very experienced Swifters with very high-spec setups get a bit of stuttering. These were not kind of life-changing glitches, but not the usual smooth experience you'd expect for that, for that kind of quality of kit. And I do hear rumours that there might just be a little something that HQ are looking at that could possibly improve that. But does, that does not alter the fact that, you know, if you if you are seeing these problems, it's nearly, nearly, nearly always your, your machine. Problem is, Nathan, that is a really, really hard conversation for support to have with the user, isn't it? Which is, uh, you know what, dude, you need a better computer. I mean, <laughs> you know, 
can they, I, you know, that that's sort of, that's where it, it needs to be, isn't it? That that conversation? Yeah, it, it really almost always is, actually. I mean, you do see a lot of the same thing all over the gaming world. So it, this isn't a Zwift-specific thing. Like, there's definitely plenty of complaints at developers that your game is crap, your game is that, and then you find out the guy's on a potato. And, <laughs> like, and so, I mean, we got to yeah. upgrade the potatoes, guys, at a certain point if you want to have a nicer gaming experience. Um, there's just a reality here. Like, a lot of, and the thing is, is how many of the people who are having this experience have a big screen TV? Like, it's, it's kind of like you watch your entertainment there, with that kind of a setup, this is also an entertainment device. So maybe you need to have something that's a little bit more able, you know, if you do want to have that entertain kind of entertainment. So, and that's what we're doing. Yeah. We're not looking at a garage wall anymore. We're being entertained and interactive with Zwift and it's an interactive game. So something a little more beefy, it's makes it a little more fun. Yeah. I'm just. I was just taking notes actually, because I'm just going to send a script suggestion to uh, Zwift user support, which is going to go something like, "User, uh, my Zwift is broken. Your game's a bit rubbish. Can you help me?" Uh, Zwift support. You need a better potato. Makes sense. That kind of is it actually. Okay. Um. All right. Well, that that is that. You know, and that. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Um, now, the second issue, the uploading of the rides problem, that was completely different. And actually, Zwift has already acted quickly here to solve that. They have done something to improve this in an update. But again, it's worth stating here, I think, Shade, that the internet is under unprecedented pressure for reasons that we all know. And, you know, uh, that sort of brings us back to where we started this discussion and the UI discussion we just had, actually, which was that, you know, many, 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 many thousands of people, me included, need Zwift to be stable and reliable pretty much for the sake of our sanity at the moment. I mean, you know, but the internet is is not so safe and stable and reliable at the moment, is it? So... These kind of that kind of mass uploading of small files issue, you could you could see how that happened. Yeah, look, the internet's pipes are uh, getting full at the moment. A lot of people are Netflixing and chilling, and also Zwifting, obviously. Uh, and hopefully, Zwift supporter on top of everything, uh, especially after the April first gag they pulled and probably just increased their own workload through the fuzzy mm. screen and everything like that. Uh, look, we take the, the internet for granted. We also take our Wi-Fi for granted too. Now, sometimes yeah, it can be the other end. But for me, the trick with my aut route riding, where a lot of people are saying, I tried to upload and it didn't work at the end, upload later on. Like, just finish your ride, yeah. do a few extra kilometers, and like, just upload. I did the uh, last stage, I did the 100 kilometer to unlock the Strava April Grand Fondo, which can now be done indoors. And the uploads, uh, yeah, that up went absolutely fine. Um, but again, yeah. it really depends on where you finish in the bunch and things. But it's hard. Yep, the internet has a capacity, and it's, uh, yeah, it's probably getting up there. I wouldn't like to be working in Zwift support or, in fact, support for any of these big online services at the moment right now, would you? No, absolutely not. Zoom support would be horrible as well. Everybody with uh, yeah, the video conferencing stuttering and not having enough bandwidth and things like that. You've got to become an expert to try and debug um, yeah, uh, online um, presence, I guess you'd call it. I'm doing a video now on how to do uh, online streaming of your rides and having to explain to people you need at least probably five megabits upload 
but that's going to be the first time people really need to measure their upload of the uplink speed. Yeah. So I'm going to have to take people through that. And it gets a bit technical. I can understand people just want things to work. Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I still maintain that this uh, policy, uh, I think it is, we're going to hear some more about this next week, I think, but this policy of maintaining reliability, maintaining stability, Nathan, at these times by not mucking about and changing too much, I just think that's the right way to go, don't you? Yeah, I think so. Um, stability, st- keeping things stable, um, answering I mean, well, the onboarding thing, I think, is a huge one, right? Like, you're just onboarding so many people, and that's really what's going to put the pressure on. So um, definitely new experiences, too. So there's, you know, you got a lot of people with a lot of new experience, and if things are failing, that's probably going to turn people off as well. So really good point there, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, You know, in the last episode, I said, well, keep things things rolling out. Keep things rolling out. But... um, that's also kind of a test of how rollouts work and how well they're working in the middle of all this. But, you know, it, it sounds like all hands on deck in some areas just to keep things uh, afloat right now. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a test you maybe don't need to carry out, actually. <laughs> Rolling out in the middle of a global pandemic with unprecedented pressure on the internet. But anyway, uh, that's that. Okay, let's just move on to a sort of slightly. A slightly merrier and happier aspect of these huge events. Um, the Mark Cavendish ride, uh, which I did last weekend, seems ages ago now, actually, and the Ineos ride, no doubt, at the weekend is going to be absolutely enormous. We'll get on to more, more about that later. But the Mark Cavendish ride, 4,000 signed up, 3,500 showed up. But for one rider, it turned into a very, very special ride. Well, welcome to the Zwickcast, to Phil Guest. I think the best way to describe you is you were the second biggest star on the Mark Cavendish ride yesterday, which attracted something like three and a half thousand Zwifters. Uh, Cav was uh, broadcasting on his Insta feed, so he was live on Instagram Story. So pick up the story, Phil. What happened? So I was in my little back bedroom um, doing the ride, and I'd, I'd put the Instagram feed on, um, and actually had my phone face down, facing the screen. I was just listening to Cav as as I was riding alongside it, and I'd pressed a little button on Instagram. I'm not overly familiar with Insta. It said something like "request to join a video," so I just pressed it and didn't think anything of it. And was listening to Cav chatting along and trying to find him on 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 Swift, and and then from nowhere I, I could hear him in headphones. Hi Phil, and then he paused a little bit and he's looking up at the absolutely grotty windows. You know, my partner is absolutely mortified that I'm not cleaning the insides of the windows, and he's looking the global superstar looking up at my absolutely grotty windows. And he said, "Phil again," and and I heard it. I thought. I'm Phil. <laughs> so I picked up the phone. I completely did not expect it at all because there was no like precursor. He didn't. Nobody like contacted me or anything. And I, and I picked it up, and you can see on the video on it on his on his live feed. I'm like, oh my god, Cav! I, I was just absolutely um, beyond myself with excitement. Oh, that's amazing. So basically, through the magic of Instagram, I, I don't understand it either. But but you were talking to him face to face, effectively. I don't, again, I don't know how it works, but it, it was like having a normal video chat, you know, using FaceTime, whatever. So, so I could, we could see each other and we're both in the screen, um, but then it's being simultaneously broadcast to whoever's watching it as well. So, yeah, it was, yeah, it was incredible. 
What a thrill that must have been. Absolutely, yeah. Did you know that? Like, I think for for many in the cycling community, he's such a uh, an icon within cycling. You know, and has been for for an entire generation. You know, for for me personally, when I first for me it was. I know it sounds really cliche, but he, he really genuinely was kind of a, a a person who I've always really like idolised and looked up to. And so, so just to have a minute breathing with him was just incredible. God, yeah, but, and and lucky really, because I mean he could have picked anybody, and it, you know, no disrespect to to all the Zwifters on that ride, but not everybody would would have been a diehard Cav fan who's followed him for years. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, and, and you know, funnily enough, he I think he saw maybe three or four fans of the the period of the hour, and he'd um, chose a fan, and, and when he chose when he chose somebody, I thought, oh, I wish I was him now. Do you know, like it's like when you're at a party <laughs> and somebody pulls out the best prize on on past. A parcel and I was looking really enviously thinking oh I wish that was me and then you know from nowhere he chose me so yeah I was just absolutely delighted oh fantastic and how long did the conversation go on it was only about a minute and yeah. you know because I, I completely didn't expect it didn't prepare it and and therefore I was completely stumbling didn't really know what to say and I said to him at one point I, I, I'd actually met him once um, down at Manchester Velodrome at the National Cycle Centre and, and he'd just come off the track and he was very gracious and, and, and allowed me to take a selfie but I genuinely do like really look up to the guy so I had a HTC Columbia jersey and I took it down to the Velodrome just in case and he very kindly signed that as well so I've got a, a really precious kind of signature upstairs from him as well Wow well he picked the right guy didn't he he picked the right guy <laughs> well, for number one fan, maybe. Well, that must be that must have been a really thrilling experience. I'm sure it's one you'll remember. And uh, thanks very much for coming on and telling us about it, Phil. That's a lovely story. Yeah, you're more than welcome. And thanks also because I know this goes out to the Zwift community. And I, I think what what Zwift do by kind of doing these group rides, you know, I think it's it's really commendable. Particularly like we're all locked down at the moment, and I've been riding on Zwift for quite a number of years, but I found like renewed kind of. Uh, vigor and excitement doing it because it's even though they're avatars it's you're actually with real people and, and when you can't do your club rides and you can't get out and about i think it's brilliant and then to have someone of cav stature and i had some really lovely comments on there as well some really kind of encouraging comments so yeah thank you to the zwift community as well yeah no you're right mate it's a it's a it's a special place at the moment lovely to talk to you phil thanks a yeah, lot fella. and you too see you mate right take care simon thanks mate a uh, lovely story that uh, you know. How did Cavno to pick pick that fella? Uh, made his day. Terrific stuff. Okay, let's just return to the Oat Root series for a moment. Uh, I think this might have been the toughest ever series that Zwift has ever put on. I mean, it was three stages of pretty relentless climbing. I only did the last stage because I was supposed to be on an easy week after hammering it recently, and uh, that was a really, really, really hard ride actually. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, but the appetite amongst Swifters for taking on something really challenging is is amazing. I mean, here are some stats I got from Swift on the on the Oat Route events. Uh, there were 121,000 total sign-ups, which is massive because entry was only open. It only ran for three days, and entry opened um, 
not 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 a long massive long time before uh, it opened five events had over 6000 participants uh they think that a couple may have broken their event participation record. So biggest ever, ever event on Zwift. And 37,600 people roughly completed all three stages. Um, this is telling us a couple of things, Shane, I think. I think it's telling us something uh, we probably already know. It's confirming what we already know, that in these times, these huge events, are there's, there's something bonding about them. There's something... There's something that really appeals to people about them. But this one in particular, the, the physical challenge of it, people seem to be ready for that. I guess unsurprisingly, I suppose. Now, this was fantastic. I love this one because what, number one, it was hard and you had to commit. You had to, you had three days to do three hard events. There was no tour of Watopia easiness. Like if you didn't want to race yeah. or you wanted to do the easy group ride, you could do that on tour of Watopia. Tour of Watopia was a walk in the park. This was not, this was difficult. And what this tells us is that Zwifters want harder challenges. There's an event running mm. all the time. There's always a series or something. There's a lot of those. This one stood out because it was so hard. And I love the commitment. I didn't have to think about what racing or what training I'd be doing for the day. I had to clip in and do the best I could for that stage. The last one I kind of backed off a little bit. I started streaming it with a coffee saying, everyone, I'm not going to race this. I'm not going to race this. Yeah, right. Halfway through, it sort of became a bit of a race. I'm getting a good working group going. Um, it was brilliant. I, I love this because it was hard. That's my personal take on this. I'd love to see a whole week one. We've got the time now, haven't we? So let's do a whole week of the oat route. Make it really hard. Add the four horsemen in there. Add the uber pretzel on the last day. Make people suffer, but also give people the opportunity to, 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 you know, to drop into the last stage or the third stage or the fourth stage. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Everybody found someone to ride with. And I had the one of my experiences, sorry to go off on a bit of a storyline here, up the Alp de Zwift, right at the top, I was suffering. And then looking back at the memory of riding that, it wasn't about me being on the bike indoors. It wasn't about Zwift. It wasn't about the technology I was using and what we're talking about. It wasn't about race categorization. I was hurting. And if you saw my last five minutes of that live stream over on Twitch, I was zombie mode, but I came past a few people that I knew. There was Coach Chops from Sydney, and I, I, I recognized him on the road. And my memory of that was I was really there, riding in the zone. I was that focused on what I was doing. Um, and then I came past Dr. Tacker, another Zwifter from Melbourne. He was suffering up the hill as well. And then people in the live stream are like, go, go, go. And I sprinted up that last little hill. And my memory was I was there. I was actually suffering because physically you've got to do that effort. Um, and that was me setting out not really to race the series. But I had that experience with my friends, with people I knew, uh, and what, six to 7,000 others as well who completed it. Absolutely brilliant. And the bonus in the last stage there was to um, finish the 100-kilometer uh, ride, which I've mentioned already. Um, and there was a quite a few group of us uh, riding along doing that and ticking that box too. Sorry, I love the event. Absolutely love the event. I don't do a lot of these, but this one I did do, and I want to do more. <clears throat> really good point you make there, actually, because I, you know, I only did stage three, uh, which is a bit, a bit of a cop out, actually. But I had had a super tough week the week before, and I was being advised that I didn't need to take it a bit easier this week, which was the correct advice, actually. But come Sunday, I was ready for something hard, and so I did, I did the stage three. And that was the longest time I've ever been on a turbo, I think. I mean, I just don't do long sessions. I, You know, they're not for me. You know, a turbo for me is has always been get on, hammer for an hour, get off, feel good, that's it, done. But actually, I spent two, two hours, 20 minutes on that stage. 
And I've done a number of these kind of, you know, in real life events that the, um, not dissimilar to a route, actually, I've done the Etapa Tour a number of times and, and that's a hard day out. You know, it's a really, really hard day out. But the the kind of mental conversations, we all have these conversations with ourselves, don't we, when we're doing something quite <laughs> quite hard. The kind of internal conversations I was having with myself on this, on that ride, on the on the uh, route ride, were not dissimilar from the conversations I'd have on a day-long ride going up five or f- three or four or five French mountain passes. And and that was really interesting to me. That was a genuine, genuine challenge. Uh, Nathan, did you do, did you do much of it? No, I haven't been on the bike except for the last couple of days. So I was really, yeah, today was, I turned a corner today where I could push a little bit and not instantly feel like flu in the body. So that was nice. Um, so I was out on Dutchie estate, just kind of doing laps for like 50 minutes or so today. And I think by the end of this week, I'll be back at at it training but we're gonna take it really slow this is the longest virus ever to deal with so it might be uh you know i'm fully isolated and like if it is covid it's one of the chill cases but um yeah this is this is hard to kick but i watched everybody doing the hout route and it was really interesting from the perspective that this was an event that everybody showed up to like mm-hmm. all the big hitters all the mm-hmm. esports yeah. teams but they were all doing. They weren't doing it as the esports team, though. They were doing it like they were doing it as just a show up and do this big ride that everybody's into. Yeah, I'm going to be competitive at the front, but because the big hitters are showing up and 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 you know it, it's it's from from uh, you know families to I mean it was just this every level of rider was wanting to complete complete this and it was this achievement amongst the community and i really noticed that every streamer was out doing it we had like i think at one point there were 30 streams on twitch of zwift going on like during one of the out routes i mean it was it was crazy how big of an event this was and i was like man i really wish i was in this here actually um but uh that was really interesting to see from also, the thing about Zwifters wanting to do something hard, because I think in the past it was like, we can't make this too hard because people won't want yeah. to do that. But I'm seeing something really different from the Zwift community and the cycling community in general. What are the biggest events that everyone wants to get into? Dirty Kanza, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. PRL, these aren't easy events. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're, bucket list type events and Zwift I think needs to start creating more of those and not shy away like Shane was saying because I think it calls out everybody to do something um, special so and I think that's what people are after in their experience not just a, another open up a kit thing so yeah no I, I mean I agree I think there's some real learnings for, for Zwift here as Shane made that excellent point you know there was no negotiation about this there were three stages They took place on three consecutive days and you did the stage or, or you, you didn't finish the series. You know, there was no, oh, well, I could plan that round there and have a nice little rest in between this and that. <laughs> and then I've got a makeup day and all of that, you know, all that kind of wishy-washy nonsense. This was <laughs> stage one, stage two, stage three, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, do it or don't, you know. <clears throat> and that, I think there is some learning there for Zwift in terms of actually setting the community a challenge rather than being too mollycoddling of them. But I think there's also something going on, Shane. There's got to be something going on with just people's psyche at the moment. 
you know, cooped up, not allowed out, you know, worried actually, you know, I mean, the best, as we all know, and I've often said, you know, their best therapy is on the bike. And there was something about the therapeutic. Yep, absolutely. As I mentioned before, that last five minutes, I wasn't in a world under a pandemic at all. I wasn't, you know, worried about what's going to happen tomorrow. I was riding my bike and I was coming past a few mates. So I was excited. Like that's what it's all about. And I've said in the last uh, few of my videos at the end, you know, I hope that's helped out. Zwift is my escape and hopefully it can be yours too to get on the bike and just do something a little different because that's what we all need at the moment. And if people can have one quarter of the experience and fun that I have with the the toys that I have access to, yeah, you're going to love it. So it's good to see that many people jumping on board and choosing that as their challenge because there'd be a lot of people out there and with all respect people are going through a lot harder stuff than what we are we've got it pretty good yeah. um here in australia um if they can just jump on and do you know, choose something a little different to get them away from it all yeah i, I think it, it's kind of ironic that we saying you know, give us something hard to do during our hard times but it just it's a leveler as well you finish yeah. that uh, the, yeah. the uh, pretzel route you're toast you are done your next focus is the next meal you're going to have and damn that pizza tasted good at the end yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 absolutely. Takes you out of yourself, as they say yep. in Yorkshire. Yep. Um, Honourable mention here, I think we a good place to mention this, for Tim Searle, uh, the prolific uh, Aussie Zwifty. He passed another amazing landmark this week. I'm sure he did the uh, route. Um, but he passed this landmark, one million metres climbed. Tim Searle, he's just a machine, Nathan. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, there's been an unsaid competition, maybe kind of said competition for a long time, and he took off from everybody a while ago. Like, So world leaders on Zwift, I'm assuming he's still holding that. We don't have a list anywhere, but, you know, a few years back, he um, really started to ebb away, ebb away from everybody, and his consistency has just been absolutely amazing on the platform, and uh, the guy is a machine. Uh, very cool to see. And, uh, you know, I had hopes of maybe trying to chase him down again, but uh, he took that badge and is taken off with it. It was like me and Scotty Weiss and him were all kind of fighting for it for a while. And then um, me and Scotty both went outside or stopped riding our bikes for a while. And he, <laughs> he just, woo! <laughs> so, kudos, yeah. kudos to him. And he is such um, uh, a foundation to that community of racers specifically from down under on Zwift and really provides so much for them. So it's, it's really cool to see uh, not only the, that accomplishment for himself personally, but how much it accomplishes though for everyone around him. Cause his riding yeah. is about everyone around him. It's not just about him, which is really cool. Yeah. Well, he's a foundation of the whole Zwift community to be quite honest with you. I mean, you know, the, the stuff that Tim's done to get, uh, rides, particularly the Aussie rides, but he's now transferred the the Humday ride to, to America. I mean, he's been one of the most consistent, pleasant, and and super organised ride leaders there's ever been on Zwift. I mean, uh, I've met him in real life. He's a nice guy as well. You know, really nice guy. He's a West Ham fan, but you know, you can't have everything. And uh, <laughs> he's a he's a lovely, lovely man. Well done, Tim Searle. A million meters climbed. Great work, fella. Right on. Okay, let's just dig a bit deeper into the update release notes. I think this is the first Swiftcast. I lose count now a weekly. I think this is the first Swiftcast since uh, since the update went out. Um, and we've talked about the big things. Let's talk about some of the more little uh, interesting things. The cryptic hint. Here we go. Here's the actual words. 
We've plugged in some core components to light up an upcoming FutureWorks powered event mode. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Plugged, light up, powered. Um, now, this is going to be a bit difficult, actually, because I think all three of us know a little more about this than we can actually say. So kind of going to have to leave that one there. But I would encourage Swifters to look at the words that have been italicized there. Plugged, light, powered. Mm. All suggest... What do they all suggest? They all suggest... Well, I'm just going to leave you to make the connection. Um, okay, uh, but on that cryptic stuff, and I'm really sorry we can't discuss that. It's a bit, it's a bit naughty, really. But, you know, there's a couple of hints there. Um, uh, read into this what you will, but here's a bit from the interview with Jordan Rapp that I didn't include in the sandbagging feature. Uh, here's Jordan. We are just looking to make a number of improvements uh, around racing and categorization. And some of it is even just fun stuff. Like I think, you know, we have this idea of if you're, if you want to be a climber, could you maybe have super feather power up? And you only get that if you self-classify as a climber. And then, you know, if you're a, a sprinter, you know, do you have maybe like a more potent aero helmet power up? So I think it's not just about, you know, penalization and being a traffic cop. It's also, we want to incorporate more fun into it as well, you know, making racing, you know, more fun, more tactical, you know, all of those things. Uh, Nathan, that, uh, I, I don't think this is imminent, by the way. I mean, I think, you know, he said this is kind of, you know, like a year-long project, but that did sound pretty interesting. It was uh, very role-specific. I like it. That's pretty cool. Um, it's hearkening to uh, a more, uh, giving you abilities that are special to you. Not everybody maybe has them, but you can choose them. So jumping into an event or into a role in an event, and then you have certain abilities that you can use that maybe others don't. And um, I, th I think that's pretty cool. I think that's a great idea, actually, to uh, have some experiments and play with them and see how they work out for the tactics that end up coming out of the play. And I like how he said, make it fun, too. Like, there is a fun side to, to all that that make it enhanced. So we'll see how it plays out. There'll probably be road bumps though in it like well that worked or that didn't work you know what i mean there's gonna have to be it's a few it sounds like future works again or or, or at least like um only, events can turn them on or off and see how it works out and then they get tweaked but it's it's definitely a step forward i think and i think i've said this before and i, I probably a little bit of um uh you know saying saying this over and over again but this harkens to Overwatch in some sort of way or to um, a game in which you jump in, you have a healer, you have a this. Or it also, maybe it doesn't need to be gaming. It also harkens to in real life cycling. You have a role, sprinter, what, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah, you have yeah, to play yeah. that role. It just has a gaming side to it. So, And cycling's a game, really. I mean, we don't play cycling is, is one of our things we like to say, but it is a game. It is a game. Ooh, controversial saying. Cycling a game. Cycling is a sport, not a game, isn't it, Shane? 
you've got to know how to play Zwift. And we saw this, there's no more apparent than the other week on the Mitchell and Scott ride where they chose the wrong bikes and were well out the back of the, you've got to know. Also, um, where the sprint line is on one of the stages, was it stage one of the oat route? Um, my live stream said, oh, watch out, Shane, even for the bunch kick for whatever hundredth place, um, this, the finish line is 200 meters prior. So again, I knew to do a long sprint well before that. I lit it up first. Nobody was even sprinting yet before the finish line was even, so this gamification of it. So uh, there's a bit of a both, but yeah, this this can divide people, can't it? Calling it a sport or a game. I think it's both. You don't play it cycling, I think. You play you play it <laughs> Zwift. But you know, next time you next time I have spent an hour climbing a bloody great hill and I'm breathing out of several orifices, don't tell me <laughs> don't tell me I'm playing. It's just a game. <laughs> it's just a game. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll leave that one there. All right, uh, back to events. Ah, just so important now. They're kind of the only topic of, of conversation, really. I mean, they're, they're absolutely keeping my, me going. I, I tell you, they, um, I, you know, I almost live for them. You know, I wake up in the morning these days because I only do, like most people, the, the list of things I do has compressed down to about... I think it's about four things I do regularly now, and that's work, eat, sleep, and, and Zwift. So, um, you know, these events have, are really looming large in people's lives now, and they're so, so important. Um, but I keep getting pinged by event organizers saying Zwift is, is apparently dealing with a huge, huge backlog. I mean, you can see that, can't you? Um, and the events admin system is something, um, should we say, less than German in its efficiency. Uh, if you get my drift there. Um, overwhelmed might be a bit of a strong word, but event organisers, they're not kind of brimming with joy at the present. So I'm going to try to get an interview with someone either from that team or from someone very senior as with just to try to tell us what's happening with events admin uh, because I know some of the community event organisers are, are just, just finding a little frustration here and there. So we'll try and find out something more about that. Uh, in time for next week's episode. But for now, here's the story behind yet another event, actually. Uh, this is very close to home to me, um, so I'm sorry if it's kind of a personal thing, this, but uh, it's interesting because it's about the way the bike business has, or part of the bike business has been impacted by this terrible, terrible virus. But it's also interesting because it shows how the power of the Zwift community it's not only helping ordinary Zwifters through this nightmare, but it's helping people whose very livelihood is in jeopardy. Quite a heartfelt story, this one. Listen up. Well, welcome to the Zwiftcast to Dave Walsh, who is one of the co-owners of a very long-established Girona business called Bike Breaks. Hello, Dave. Hey, how's it going? How are you doing? Well, pretty much. A, well, I was going to say the same as you, actually, but I'm maybe <laughs> marginally better than you for reasons that we're going to go into. Now, part of the reason for doing this feature, really, is that that Zwift is is being able to help your business a little bit in, in yeah. very difficult times. But before we can understand the uh, the significance and, and the amount of support that that gives you, I need you to kind of spell out, Dave, why... Well, while you're in a bit of trouble, really, uh, you know, not all the listeners will know um, um, your business in Girona and not all the listeners will know the setup in Girona, but most listeners will know, because I bang on about it endlessly, that basically <laughs> cycling in Spain is now illegal. What's that yeah. done to you? It's effectively effectively ended our business. One week we ran shop pride as normal and then two days later we had to close the business. We didn't have a huge amount of notice for that, so we had to close the shop. 
we had to effectively evacuate all the clients that were there at that point had to fly home. Uh, the main activity of my business is, is now not possible. Even a month ago, if you told me it was going to be like this, I would have laughed in your face. And, and I don't want to dwell on the bad, Dave, because we'll get to the uh, we'll get to the good in a minute. But I do think it's important for for listeners to understand it's not just a bike shop. Your business, in fact, the bike shop is probably only a, a little part of it. Your 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 revenue, your income, your whole raison d'etre, the whole kind of lifeblood of your business is is basically bike rental, cyclotourism. Your revenue has like vanished, and it's all your revenue. Yeah, I mean, we we are uh, we started. 11 years ago now, in, in, incredibly. And um, what we actually are is a travel agency. So we run tours and trips and day trips and we rent bikes. And we also have a bike shop, as you mentioned. Uh, we do shop rides, lots and lots of different things. But, you know, essentially the the core of the business is services, offering services for visiting cyclists. So the, the revenue is is gone. We've, we've had no income at all since the 12th of March, like zero. We've had no bookings <laughs> and we've had, obviously the shop is closed, so we have no revenue from the shops. So, I mean, it, in all the years of having this business and, you know, looking at income and expenditure and things, you never envisage there's going to be a situation where you have zero income for, for 10 weeks. I mean, it just is incredible. I mean, it's beyond a disaster scenario, isn't it? I mean, it's, you know, you just cannot plan for that. And and again, I'll ask you this because, and I'm, you're probably only partway through it, but again, I'm sure listeners will be interested. There's listeners all over the world here. Um, is the Spanish government or the Catalan government able to offer you any assistance? I think it's best described as opaque, really, <laughs> the, the government response. I mean, we have been able to do something. <laughs> yeah. So I employ 14 people. So I have a fairly large shop, as you know. So uh, I have some considerable overheads. Um, and I think it's probably also worth mentioning that the first week of March, which is just about when we closed, is the start of my busiest season. So we're just coming out of winter. So although we have had bookings over the winter, we, we have our overheads go over the winter. So it's at a time when cash flow is at its lowest ebb. So, you know, it's pretty, pretty the timing is pretty bad. Uh, in terms of support, well, you know, we've been able to yeah. take our salaried staff um, and the, uh, put them on the the equivalent of the, the dole here, but that's only while we're closed. So, you know, that's only going to be yeah. a month or two. Um, and apart from that, so far, that's it. So we're seeing where we're, I mean, I'm talking all the time mm. uh with my accountant stuff to see what other possibilities there are but so far really there's been basically no help at all it's very 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 tough you know and i you know i mean we know businesses everywhere are are suffering but you know there's something about your local bike shop and and to people in girona you're the you're the local bike shop you know and i, I and people have looked to find ways to support you and to be honest, mate, if you're not open, we can't buy stuff from you. So it's it's really really tough. You know, we're not here to 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 try to you know generate sales necessarily. And and I like what you said there. You know, we, we are the local bike shop in Girona, and I think as Girona's grown in the last few years, uh, there's a huge population or community of, of visiting cyclists and and kind of uh, cyclists who've moved here, like yourself. Uh, and we've become a bit of a point of reference for people in that situation because, you know, we speak the language, we've been here for a while, so we're able to help people, 
you know, even just for information, lots of different things. We're super happy to do that. Uh, it's so, so easy for us to do that. Um, and, and the response from those people uh, to, to do what they can to help us. I mean, it's, it's mind blowing. I, I um, uh, you, you know me quite well. I'm not often speechless, but I am a little bit speechless. But the response has been staggering. I, I, I don't know what to say. We're, we're, Mm. And part of that response has, has taken place on Zwift because, you know, like cycling has moved indoors. Well, you know, that, that, that's, that's just where it's gone. And uh, a triathlete who's based here in Girona, Molly Supple, organised a, uh, she organised, first of all, a little group meetup. And then I think Tom Squeens, who's also uh, a, a rider based here, Trick Segafredo rider, he has a little bit of sway with HQ and he managed to get that uh, your shop ride, which has been, you know, has been on forever, basically transferred to Zwift. Uh, and the first one took place this very morning. How, how much does that mean to you, Dave? It means, it's, it, I, I'm, like I said, it's very difficult to describe what that means to us because we, we do feel a little bit isolated. So, uh, you know, when something like this comes along, uh, and obviously we, we, we run the shop ride every week and it's free, uh, and we've, and, and now it's on Swift and it's also free, but it's just a way for, for people to just say, ah, well, you know, we're thinking about you. We want to support you. We want to come on the ride. Uh, and for us, it's, 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 <laughs> it sounds over dramatic to say it, but maybe it's one of the only positive things business wise that are that's going on for us at the moment so the the importance of it just i i cannot uh i cannot say enough good things about the shop right now a sad thing you know we we cyclists are good at this we're, we're good at community i think and and just you know to see that community kind of extended across across a digital platform it's it, it does make you feel warm inside doesn't it It does i mean like i said it, it's blown it's blown us away i mean you know molly and laura siddle uh set it up uh and then lots and lots of pro guys who live in Girona and who are part of the, the scenery here i mean you know you know it as well you know Girona's fairly unique in that there's hundreds of pros here literally and they're part of the community too and you know they've really really helped us and it's, it's just a small thing but it you know keep, keeps us out there and and for us personally it's been huge um we we did it last week which was like an invitational and i think we had like 40 odd people and we said you know we're going to shout out every single person personally who, who came and we did do that and we're, we're working on a video and then Tom's Tom Scrooge's he was like oh you have to shout out everyone every week and we were like okay we will I think we had like 350 people this morning so I don't really know how we're going to do that now but we we can it, you know it, it, that that yeah I'm, I'm I have no words like that level of support the number of people that came on the ride and then emailed us to, to say how, how much they'd enjoyed it and all the rest of it just just staggering you know just staggering Swiftcast listeners if you possibly can get yourselves on that ride because you'll be supporting a, a great business and a, and a great business that's in a bit of trouble at the moment and uh, cycling is never never better than when when cyclists come together um, okay one last word dave um i, I think everybody will realize two things you know one how bad this is for you and and and, and two how much this this ride on means to you um last question mate do you think you're going to get to the other side of this um, well, we're, we're certainly going to try. Um, 
at the moment, uh, and we're saying this to everybody on the emails, we just don't know. We just don't know. I don't know how long we're in lockdown for. I know how long we're supposed to be here for. I don't know how long it's going to last in other countries. Nobody knows. Obviously, it's, it's not just, I uh, keep saying it, but it's not just us in this situation. We know everybody's in the same situation. So I think, you know, we've obviously, we've got the festival in June. We, we don't know whether we're going to be able to do that. You know, we just don't know. So there's so much uncertainty. I think in the next kind of four, six, eight, ten weeks, then we're going to see how things will pan out and whether there's a future for us. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a lot of people rooting for you, Dave, a lot of people rooting for you in Girona. And, um, I, you know, hopefully people will listen to this and, and get themselves on on the shop ride because I know I know it's a, a great source of support to, to you and SAS. Uh, and indeed the whole the whole Girona cycling community thanks very much for your time dave no thank you very much and thank you for, every, for thank you very much for everyone who's coming on the ride and, and sending us n- nice emails and stuff so we we really appreciate it uh we we're, we're as i said very humbled and and uh uh not a little bit surprised with the level of support we we really uh we really appreciate it uh, so, listeners, if you do get a chance to join that ride, please do. I mean, please do. It's in a it's in a great uh, cause. I mean, it doesn't benefit these guys in any way other than kind of moral support, but that's so, so important at the moment. Um, it's on a Thursday at just after 11 a.m. European time, 10 a.m. UK time. Right on. Okay, racing and streaming. Suddenly Zwift does not have the eSports playing field all to itself. Rival platforms are muscling in. We see Ruby planning and running events. And one thing that got some attention this weekend, as well as Zwift's Belgian Classics themed ride with Alps and Phoenix and Lionel Sanders, um, was another Belgian Classics themed event run on the Be Cool platform. Uh, That attracted a very healthy field of World Tour pros, but the coverage was not a great advert for esports. Coming to you in a, ma- in a moment, Nathan, hold your horses. Uh, but Shane, uh, it was a mess, wasn't it? A real mess. Look, what I saw took uh, esports cycling and the broadcasting of that back 10 to 15 years. It was absolutely horrible. People weren't watching the GCN racing stream for the entertainment. They were watching for the comments that were rolling in, which were absolutely and honestly brutal about what they were seeing. It was a slideshow. It was horrendous. It should have been pin-pulled. I guess they're contractually obliged to keep broadcasting. They are backed by Discovery Channel. They have millions of dollars behind them. They have hundreds of employees. And as I tweeted out, the brutal reality of this is somebody like who's eight years old could have done a better job over on Twitch for free. It was horrible. Having said that, there were other streams of the same event that were a lot smoother, um, that were okay. However, it just wasn't that exciting. I think we saw Bling Matthews have a dropout and get off the back. And I mean, they were doing the best with what they had. What they had shouldn't have even have been on show. It was an absolute embarrassment to everybody involved, I've got to say. And I'll go hard on this because... These are companies here. If, if I did this stream and I'm just tinkering with streams and it was like that, fair enough. These are massive corporations here. A lot of apologists out there saying they're working from home and streaming's hard. BS. They're working, <laughs> representing large corporations. They're going to do the best they can. That was absolutely, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. And if this was the first time anybody has seen online esports, it was an embarrassment. Everybody who watched that should hang their hands in shame if they supported what they're up to. I can't go any harder than that without turning into Australia mode and using four-letter words. Terrible. 
<laughs> well, you're right. I mean, it was it, it, it was embarrassing. You know, it was it was awful. I mean, just truly, truly terrible. I mean, Nathan, I cannot see anybody involved in that being happy with it. Least of all the teams. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a little so I'm trying to get in their head. I'm trying to have a little bit of empathy here, and get into their heads about like why did they think they could just push live? Like, I don't, no, I don't. It's, sure. it's kind Absolutely. of like, I, you know, like there wasn't a lot of just double checking some stuff, you know, like I was just, it was just really surprising to me. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe expectations low right now is the assumption, you know, Oh, there's just the expectations will be low. I don't know. Like, um, it, it's really, it's just a really odd situation that they would agreements were made. We can do this. And I think you're right. The show must go on was where they went with it. Like we'll make it happen. And, um, I don't know, maybe they found out it's not that easy to just replicate something really quick, you know? Um, Cause well, they're doing it. It must be easy, you know, kind of a thing. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. they got that guy, I mean, they got that guy over there in his laundry room doing it. So it must be easy. Okay. Well, whatever. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's not easy and it's particularly not easy at the moment. You know, I mean, people are having to work from their bedrooms and, 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 you know, I know that the commentator on the version of the stream that I saw was clearly working from home. But, you know, having said that, right now is not the time to kind of go at something half-assed and put out something with no thought in it because actually there were a, I bet there were a lot of eyes on that. I mean, on my Twitter feed, you know, a lot of which is not kind of Zwift-related, a lot of it is what you would call diehard traditional cycling-related there were people coming on saying, oh, well, did you see that? You know, like they've never seen esports before, bike cycling as esports before, because they're not in that kind of Zwift world. And, you know, there was a, a pretty well-known uh, face put something out that said, you know, what did people think of it? And as you said, Shane, you know, 98% of the people who were responding were, uh, well, I've never seen anything like that before, and I certainly don't plan to see anything like that ever again. Yeah, look, backing up just a little bit, but not apologizing for my rant just then. There's a, there's a place, there's time and a place for everything and be cool can run their races. That's fine. It just needs to be polished. Now, guys, all three of us were involved in CVR uh, Vegas back in 2017. What a show. What an event. That's the minimum standard that has been set at least three years ago. If they can't meet that, and that was done without the backing of Discovery Channel, um, it, what are they doing? What what what's the t- I I have no at all I have no um what's the term I'm looking for? I don't apologize for them being at home or being untested or anything like that. These are professionals, this is their job, and as I said, we can put together a few things with a webcam and a Twitch stream. It looks so much better than that. Uh I, I just feel embarrassed for if that's the first time, as we've said, people see online esports. It just backs up people who are the haters going, look, look at this junk. That's absolutely crazy. Well, at the same time, so at the same exact time that this is happening, you have F1 and NASCAR. Oh, which is brilliant. Oh, my word. The Formula One was amazing. The virtual version of that, wow. Just wow. Really, and those were uh, syndicated, I believe, on some pretty big channels and distributions. And so um, from there to watching, because I think a lot of people in both of those New viewership spaces probably saw both of those things being highlighted because they're all inside and they need some sort of sports to watch. And that's what was out there, you know, and the comparison would be very 
wow, what's going on with cycling? <laughs> like, and mm-hmm. yeah. cars, yeah. we usually do yeah. anyways. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have to say, you know, you know, the stream that went out from Zwift at the same mm-hmm. time, frankly, was far from perfect. You know, I mean, I mean, there was some some bad audio dropouts on that, and you know, I know the internet's under strain at the moment and stuff, but but audio is not, you know, is not high bandwidth. I mean, you know, we should be getting audio, so you know, it, it's not like Swift is the kind of shining city on the hill here with this. Uh, I, I just no, actually, I am going to pull the discussion there actually because you know we could bang on about this forever. Uh, and I think I'll just save a bit of that for next week because I, I have heard in the last few hours that, that a very senior member of the leadership team is going to come on the Zwiftcast next uh, episode and we are going to have a long discussion about what the direction for, for Zwift and esports is. Is it more World Tour pros? Is it more fo- focus on the community? You know, what is actually going to be happening? Where where are we going with Zwift and esports? So that should be really interesting. So Can I- let's... Go on, go on. Can I add just one thing about Be Cool, though, as well as a couple of other platforms that I've seen jumping in to a little bit more streaming space, like getting their 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 images out there. The stream didn't look good. The rendering somewhere had an issue. Who knows if it was upload? Who knows what the actual issue tech was? There were things that I saw in the game that I was like, "That's cool." Like there were there were things I saw that were like. Mm the expressions of the riders and how expressive they were from yeah. the efforts that were going on. Like that looked kind of cool. There was another platform I saw that had like aimed drafting. And so there, there's some, there's some um, innovation going on out there. You know, we were talking about the, the hangups on the production side of things, but there's some games that are trying new things, which is kind of cool to see that there's new things getting out there. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. And I mean, they had a camera on every single rider, you know, on the pro team. Every single rider, without fail, had a camera in their face, you know, which, uh, again, we don't see enough of. Anyway, we will talk about this more next week. Um, although, uh, you know, pros on the platform, it, it, it's a big issue, really. And that well, I think what that uh, Be Cool event showed, and to a certain extent, Ruby walking into a partnership with... Um, probably didn't walk into it actually probably negotiated over many 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 months but going into a partnership with velon which is a, a whole lot of world tour teams there's a lot of world tour action now on virtual cycling platforms i mean that's because you know there ain't no world tour racing going on so it's kind of it's bound to be happening do, do you think we're seeing an Ineos, you know, kudos to Zwift. They've uh, they've got a great uh, set of events this weekend with Ineos. That's going to be massive as well, I think. Is there a bit of a battle going on, Shane, uh, to see who can get the best pros on onto, onto their platforms? For sure. Now, kudos to Mitchell and Scott for being at the forefront of this. They were yep. on Zwift straight away. They, were, they, they knew what was up. So the media manager for Mitchell and Scott, that's, uh, yeah, double points for, for their work on that. Uh, and we're now seeing all the other pros go, Oh, hang on. How do we get attention? How do we get noticed? How can we do our sport and present, you know, represent for our sponsors? And that's obviously on Zwift and also other platforms. One thing I have noticed though is there doesn't appear to be any exclusivity deals in this. So when we saw that yeah. uh, Ruby signed up the 16 Velon teams, we're like, oh, so we won't see them on Zwift. But we had Bling riding both platforms. We had uh, Remco Evanapol on both platforms in the one day, actually racing two races. So they don't appear to be locking themselves down to exclusivity deals with any platform, like we see with their bikes and their trainers and every other sponsor um, deal they have which I think is a good thing I'm happy for all the teams to surf the field because things will fall where they where they're gonna fall people will choose the best platform and it gives people exposure to other platforms as well 
So we've seen the mm. Be Cool experience so far. Now it's up to Be Cool to really boost that. Um, we'll see them on Ruby. It's up to Ruby to make sure that's at a certain standard because they'll get the feedback having the pros on those platforms. But yeah, I did note this week there was no exclusivity deals, which I hope that's they a- don't come either. I hope they don't come. I hope the play, the the um, the riders, as they do with the World Tour, they get to race the Spring Classics, the Tour, the Volta, um, other events around the world. I hope they they have the freedom to move between platforms as well to showcase everything that's out there. It's a fascinating that- point that. It is a fascinating point that. Nathan, go ahead. Yeah, so two things there is like if you compare it to in real life, you don't get told what ro- roads you can ride on, right, in, in real life. And that's a, or what races you could do really to like control still. There's not really too much control on that side. And then on the, on the gamer side of things, there's not very many streamers that I know of that aren't allowed to play the game that they want to play. Like they're or 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 big names, like they can play whatever game they want to play in their in their free time. Now, how much they are going to give certain like there's there's streamers that are paid to do a sponsored stream and they just play that game and they say it outright though they have to I think it's almost like a have to because sometimes like a lot of times it'll be in the stream title so there's you know there's precedent here that as far as like you can play what you want to play like. So I, I'm I'm with you there, Shane. I would really not be very comfortable with telling me where I could ride virtually and and mm-hmm. what I and what I could play virtually. Uh, now, what you're out there promoting and ex- that that's another that's another area where I'm like, okay, if you're paid to promote this much or you're paid to be exclusively promoting this, that's another deal which I could understand. But not being able to ride something else, I wouldn't. I would. I don't know about that. Mm. Interesting one. I mean, we're obviously we're not privy to the contracts. You know, we for all we know, many parties may have been desperately trying to negotiate exclusivity. I mean, I know if I was involved, I'm, <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be it'd be top of my list. To be honest, would be if you're going to uh, if you're going to do this, you can only do it on my platform. Um, but who knows? We 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 certainly don't know. But the evidence, as you suggest, Jane, is that they do. There does look to be some kind of free agent. Uh, situation here maybe another one to take up with the leadership team member who i'll be talking to next week okay let's leave that one there just for now i accept a little postscript because we can't ignore it really it was so hilarious uh thomas again getting the cone of shame i mean that was just so funny uh before we talk about how the media uh descended on this like ravening vultures for its clickbait potential let's just hear from jordan uh, for the final time in this episode as to actually why that happened i have to say i found it fairly hilarious actually and i'm sure lots of other people did and certainly the cycling media had uh, a feast on it and that was zwift telling a pro rider he'd missed his calling as a pro rider <laughs> and and booting him out of a race we, we went in and we started looking at the the power data that we were tracking and we decided based on that to turn on flagging of users based on essentially their their power performance you know whether or not we we sort of detected they were kind of you know outside of the bounds of of what was really reasonable the goal was to move it to be the actual bounds of of human physiology based on you know the the prevailing research uh, and instead i uh, so the idea was to raise it to that uh, and instead i went the other direction uh, and, and dropped it to, to, to very, you know, to, to quite low standards from a pro elite perspective, uh, which is what uh, Thomas ran uh, afoul of, unfortunately. Um, we have a fix in place right now in all events. Uh, by the time people listen to this, it may actually be fixed. Uh, 
but uh, it, it has been a, it has been a good experience. You know, I think again, right? We'd never expected um, early April to be a time when we were breaking records and you know onboarding the, the most number of pros. Um, you know, so th- this was something that uh, should have gone relatively uh, you know unnoticed, and we could have patched it quietly. But uh, instead, you know, to flag some of the biggest names in the sport. Um, they've been good sports about it, um, you know, and obviously we feel very privileged to be able to be this sort of refuge when, you know, the world is in such a state of uncertainty. I mean, it's awesome to have all these pros on and, um, you know, I, I haven't gotten too many angry emails and uh, people have been uh, been supportive and understanding. And I, I've been glad that we at least have been able to figure out a way to work around it. Uh, uh, well, that was very refreshing of Jordan. I mean... <laughs> Basically, he tried to fix something, and instead of sending it one way, he turned the slider the the other way. You know, and made it worse. But anyway, it is fixed now, and it's not going to happen again. But so funny, Shane. The way the cycling press media descended on that. I mean, the thing is, Zwift is clickbait now, isn't it? Zwift is clickbait gold. Oh, don't worry, I'm exploiting that with my YouTube channel. That's all I'm doing at the moment because there's going to be sure it pays the bills for people watching on YouTube with the monetization there. Uh, yeah, but back to this one. Uh, yeah, I think I tweeted out or I commented somewhere. Maybe may even been on the Zwiftcast listeners when someone else posted yet again that Thomas DeGent was banned. It's like I wish real cycling would take over again because this clickbait stuff about one small software bug mm. isn't headline news, but everybody used it as headline news. You type Zwift in uh, one of your articles, it'll get the hits. So, but it was disappointing, and I do feel sorry if it, if it was Jordan's, if it was one person's small mistake it happens um but i'm glad they rolled it out or rolled it back um but i didn't like how a, a, a um a competing platform one we may have already mentioned use that as their promotion as well saying oh i hope our, this platform can handle my watts or something it's like oh come on yeah yeah, yeah. do you want to come, you can come crawling back when you encounter major bugs with that platform too it, it all happens but it's marketing i don't agree with a lot of it mm. yeah no, there was a lot of nonsense, a lot of nonsense around that, an awful lot of nonsense around that. Okay, well, uh, that's that again. Uh, yet another over an hour. Looking at my clock on my recording time uh, has flown by, um, and uh, we'll do it all again next week. So, just very quickly, boys, before we go, weekend plans. Shane, will you be hopping on these um, Ineos rides? There, I think, at 12 a.m. my time, so absolutely not. Um, I might have the companion uploaded, though. If I'm changing a nappy at the time, I'll give some ride-ons to everybody involved. So, uh, yeah, if, if you're involved in those big events, again, hot tip, make sure the system that you're using is updated, has good Wi-Fi, isn't a potato, and has cooling. So call your potatoes <laughs> and then sign up for those rides and enjoy. And also maybe just trim your, um, your graphics down as well. If you're running on high-res or ultra-res and your system's struggling, just drop it to low for that yeah. event. It happens in real time on the machine. Drop it back if you can, if you're struggling. But, again, help yourself to help Zwift if you do encounter some issues. So you know, do all that work first and you'll have a better time, guaranteed. Good tips. Nathan, I assume you've got all your cold potatoes lined up ready to stream this weekend. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I'm going to ride more this weekend. But, um, good work. Yeah, I, that's, my, that's my plan. Is I'm hoping by this weekend I am good enough to really do serious training and not just keeping uh, the body sweating and blood moving. So, um, yeah, that's the, I think uh, me and one of my athletes are going to be doing KISS 100 if I'm good enough to go. Um, Mm. so, uh, or maybe I'll jump into one of the streamed events. I don't know. Um, (laughs) now that I'm not always talent, um, now that we have a larger talent pool, maybe I'll race 
the pro-am races i don't know <laughs> Ooh, hey, now that would be good to see i've just realized we've completely forgotten to discuss peak swift shall we just uh, shall we just shall we draw a <laughs> shall we draw a veil over that one champs for this episode shall we because i don't think i've mentioned i've mentioned it once have i Oh, man. <laughs> Thanks, lads. Talk to you next week. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Talk to you And that's your lot for this episode. Hope you're enjoying the new weekly Zwiftcast. We'll try to keep them up as long as it seems the right thing to do. And this is the right thing to do right now, which is just the usual reminder. Zwift help us with the Zwiftcast. They support us to keep it going, but we decide what goes into it, not Zwift. See you next time. <laughs>